Hey, thanks for listening to the Harvest Time Podcast. We hope today's message helps you know God in a real and powerful way. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. It'll be on the screen. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields. They were living out there. That's where they worked. They were staying out there. They were keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. There's somebody in the room, you need to hear the angel of the Lord. The proclamation of that angel, you need to hear that tonight. Do not be afraid. Hmm. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly, everybody say, and suddenly. And suddenly there was with that angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying and singing. Can you imagine a choir of angels joining that one angel that made that proclamation? Now a whole choir of them singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Tonight, I want you to hear me say, do not be afraid. And I want you to hear me to say, that the glory of the Lord is still shining among you. Let's pray. Father, for this night, Lord, we're just so thankful. Father, that we can gather in this house, that we can gather in your name. And we can say thank you, Father, and we can celebrate you. We celebrate the risen King and the coming of this risen King. And Father, right now, God, as we focus our attention upon you, I'm asking you, Lord, that you would, that you would help me that you would help me to deliver this message in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. For many, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. In fact, we say that over and over and over. It's the time that we have dinners and we have parties and we have celebrations and we We put the tree up and we decorate. And at my house, my wife has just been so busy putting all of this stuff together. And I mean, she's turned our house into something that looks even different than it did just a few weeks ago. We have some friends, the Beams, they they decorate their house beautifully as well. And they invited us over for a Christmas dinner the other night and it was beautiful. Dana loves to decorate her house and everything was just perfect. And they say, we just love Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, if I can be honest, Christmas has never been, well, Christmas for a long time has not been the most wonderful time of the year for me. In fact, my family calls me the Grinch. They say, Dad, you're such a Scrooge. Why are you always bah humbug on everything around Christmas? Well, when you live in a UPS truck for 25 years, While I'm delivering your gifts, my Christmas was not like yours. And so every UPS driver, mail person, every person that works retail, I feel you. 
But see, we say it's the most greatest time of the year. It's the most beautiful time of the year. But you would think that a person who jumped out of a UPS truck because God called them into the ministry, you would think my life would have gotten better. But no, I'm now the worship pastor for 10 years. Which means while everyone else is doing all of their things, I'm trying to get everybody excited about doing something bigger and better that we did last year. Something kind of like what you experienced just for the next few moments. And can we just for just a moment acknowledge all the many hours of work that has gone into what we've already experienced? Can we do that? But what takes place here is not just what happens here on the stage, it's what happens up in the booth, it's what happens for the many hours of the videos, because those videos don't just gloriously take place and appear. And every person that worked on the parking lot tonight and every person that did all the things in the North Forum, listen, you gotta take your kids down to the North Pole. All of this stuff happened because people were up here doing, people were up here giving, people were up here doing a lot of things, making tonight just so special for you. And I'm thankful for each one that has done that. But for 10 years, we had to do something bigger and better. And for my Christmas, I was the guy backstage with knees knocking, hoping somebody was gonna show up and hopefully the musicians were gonna do what they were supposed to do. And I'm thankful because most of the time, that's the way it works out. And we've enjoyed this night, and it's been wonderful. But I'm just telling you, for a lot of folks, maybe Christmas isn't the most wonderful time of the year. In fact, over half the room, according to a recent survey, 57% of Americans, by this time of year, they're just ready for Christmas to be over. And so I would imagine that there's some few folks in the room that you can kind of identify with the Bahumbo guy. I'm trying to enjoy Christmas more and I'm doing better. (laughs) Thank you for your prayers. The Lord has delivered me from that UPS truck and also the music ministry. (laughs) But let me, let me, let me tell you this, that Christmas may, while it is a most beautiful time of the year for a lot of people, it's a very complex time of the year because for many navigating Christmas, it is complex. It's a little chaotic. It's difficult. In fact, For many, it's the loneliest time of the year, all year long. And not only is it lonely, it's chaotic. And why is it difficult? It's my estimation that it's because our problems that we have all year long, it's when those problems are magnified. We tend to forget them all through the season and all through the year, but at this time of year, those problems that we like to sweep under the rugs, we try to start working on them a little bit and we try to start making things better and sometimes we create some new problems. Is there anybody you can identify with what I'm saying tonight? I would imagine there's some people that understand that all year long, we, don't, we try not to think about the dysfunction or the chaos, but we have to think about it right now. Because Christmas exaggerates all the bad. But let me tell you something that Christmas also does. It points us to hope. Christmas time points us to hope in the middle of the chaos. As some people are saying, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's that way not because of what is happening right now. It's that way, not because of what is happening as we go see the lights and and all of the things that happen. It's not because of right now, because our situation and our circumstances can change. And so if you love Christmas because everything's just perfect all around you, well, get ready, baby, because something could change. 
And when it does, if your hope is not in Jesus, then the most wonderful time of the year can turn into the loneliest time of the year very quickly. Now, I know that I'm hitting on a little nerve here because I can sense the room. And so what I'm about to tell you tonight that the what is in a lot of people's situations is this. There's problems that we can't solve. There's people that we can't control. There's expectations that we can't meet. And there's a very chaotic schedule. So if the what is is all of that and we say it's the most wonderful time of the year, why is it the most wonderful time of the year? Well, I'm about to tell you. Because it's what has already taken place. The reason we celebrate is sometimes lost because of the chaos. And I want us to point tonight to what has already happened. Instead of focusing on what's happening right now and while we're enjoying tonight, there's also some people in the room that you may be about to go to a celebration that you're not that excited about going to. Because Crazy Joe's gonna be there. Uncle Joe, and he's gonna say something awkward. And he's going to bring up something he probably shouldn't bring up. And now you have to talk about something and dance around this issue. Some of you have crazy Joe. (laughs) I can already tell. But see, our circumstances can change. And if you're just happy because everything's great right now, what we need to do is make sure that we're not focusing on the now. That we focus on the reason for why we celebrate. Because our circumstances do change. Last, last night I said that my dad, last year at this time, he was a very lonely person. Because my mother had passed about two years ago. But Fran walked into his life and he's no longer lonely. So our situations and our circumstances change and while I'm happy for my dad, my dad is grounded knowing that his real reason to celebrate is Jesus. And so if we can keep that in mind, all of us, knowing that our situations can change, and that we focus on what has happened already, then we're already in a better place. Because there's one thing I know. Our life, it changes. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we can always point to the peace that he brings us in our life. In Luke chapter two, I just read you scripture just a moment ago. I want us to put us there in that field where those shepherds were living while they was tending the flock and taking care of the sheep, can we go back a couple of thousand years in our mind just for a moment and just imagine that some of those shepherds, their life was probably like ours. Some, their lives was going pretty good. Others, they were having some family tension at home. Because things are the same now as they always have been. Yes, technology, we have a lot of things that we, that we have now, they didn't have them, but People are people. And I can tell you that if there were 10 shepherds out there that day, there was probably three or four that was struggling. But imagine being out there in that field that day and the shepherd's circumstances in the middle of the good and the bad. An angel of the, year, an angel of the Lord appeared and proclaimed some good news. And the glory of the Lord shone around them all. That, that presence of the Lord, the, the, the glory of the Lord shining upon them, that is the manifest presence of the Lord. 
When the manifest presence of the Lord shines upon you, it doesn't matter where you are, everything is better because God's presence changes everything. In the middle of those shepherd's circumstances, some angels showed up and they proclaimed peace on earth and goodwill toward men. In the middle of Joseph and Mary's circumstances, think about this. They were in, they were in a, a little bit of an unusual situation. They couldn't explain everything. The baby was due and they needed a place to stay and they could not find one. But yet, Jesus was with them. God made a way for them when there was seemingly no way, and the glory of the Lord was shining upon them as well. So no matter where you are, no matter what your circumstances, in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of all of the presence, in the middle of buying the gifts that you probably can't afford, in the middle of all the preparing, in the middle of all the cooking, in the middle of the school concerts and the plays and all the activities, let me do something for you tonight. Let me say the same thing that the angel of the Lord declared to all of them. In verse 9, the glory of the Lord is still shining upon all of you. And that's good news tonight. I want us to remember that when we walk out of here, the glory of the Lord is still shining. No matter what chaos and no matter what dysfunction that we find ourselves in, the glory of the Lord is still shining upon us. Jesus came for the proclamation of peace in the middle of your chaos. Now that's good news for somebody here tonight. Jesus came for the proclamation of peace in the middle of the chaos. Did you know that we can have peace in the middle of the storm? That we can have peace in the middle of the dysfunction? That you can have peace in the middle of the conflict and it doesn't matter what your conflict is tonight? It doesn't matter what it is that you're going through, you can still have peace because Jesus Christ is still speaking peace this very night over every person that is here, no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, how much money you have, or how little you may have, God is speaking peace over your situation. This is what I want us to focus on just for the next minute or two. Allow that proclamation of peace to be spoken over you, over your life, over your world, over your mind, over your spirit. Do not be afraid and remember that the angels of the Lord are proclaiming the glory of the Lord is still shining upon you. He's still with you. He's still Emmanuel. He's still God with us. He is with us this very night, no matter what storm you may be facing tomorrow. No matter what storm you face tonight, I want you to hear this guy say, God is with you. He's for you. He loves you. And he's speaking peace over your storm. Let's focus upon the real light of the world, the glory of the Lord. Instead of the conflict, instead of the chaos, let's focus upon the glory of the Lord. In verse 8, it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in those fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Verse 9, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. Think about that. Can you imagine those shepherds out there doing what they do? This night was different. That proclamation of peace is what made it different. Tonight, I'm proclaiming the same peace over you. 
I want your life to be different tonight. Just like those shepherds' lives, it was different because a proclamation of peace was spoken over them that night. Verse 10, then the angel said, do not be afraid. And for some of you, after what we've been through over the last couple years, you need, you need to hear somebody say to you, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord our God, he is with you. He's with us. I sense his presence here tonight, right now. The angel of the Lord says, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will, will be for a few people. Which will be for some people. Maybe I read it wrong. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Do not be afraid, no matter who you are, no matter what your circumstances, no matter what you're going through tonight, I need you to hear this as you walk out of here tonight. Do not be afraid, because I bring you great tidings and great joy to all people. Great joy to all people. Is there anybody here that you could use just a little more joy tonight? Is there anybody here you could use just a little bit more peace tonight? Oh, I could use some more joy and some more peace. And you know how we do that? We just realize that we experience him because he is speaking peace over our storms. He's speaking peace over our lives. The light of the world is here. We love driving around this time of year. Is anybody, you've driven around looking at Christmas lights this year? Anybody? See, a lot of us, we've done that. We drink some cocoa and we go and look for the lights. And let me tell you something. The brightest light in all the world. The joy of the Lord, he is shining upon us. The glory of the Lord shone all around them. That manifest presence of the Lord shining all around them made all of the difference. The real light is Jesus. The real light is the glory of the Lord, his manifest presence shining upon us. And why should we be surprised that the glory of the Lord, the light of the world, shined on them that night? Because God has been doing this since the very beginning. In Genesis, one of the very first things that God did, he created light. For Genesis 1, verse 3, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light, God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Think about this. The earth was without form and void. There was chaos among the deep. God speaks. God proclaims. God said, let there be light. He created order in the middle of the chaos. When he speaks, he creates order. When he speaks, he proclaims peace in the middle of the circumstances. It reminds me of Jesus speaking peace to the storm. In the middle of the chaos, the disciples experienced the manifest presence of the Lord shining upon them. Think about this. John 1:14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Jesus came to heaven to dwell with us, to dwell among us. He came from heaven to live with us, to be in the middle of our conflict, to be in the middle of the dysfunction, to be in the middle of the chaos, to be in the middle of all that's going on. He left heaven to come to earth, to live and to dwell 
with men and women and boys and girls. We've seen his glory. This is John 1, 14. We've seen his glory. The glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. I want you to hear this statement. I got three things I want you to hear. If, I, if, you, if you check out, if you've checked out, listen to this. To be in right relationship with God doesn't make everything perfect. Now that might be a surprise to some. You say, well, I, I just thought if I would, you know, get my life right with God, everything would be perfect. Now listen to me. To be in right relationship with God doesn't make everything perfect, but it does make things right. Real peace isn't the absence of conflict. Real peace is living in right relationship with God. That's real peace. Yes, we still have some problems. Yes, we still have. We're left here on earth with all of the brokenness. Sometimes I create my own brokenness. But that doesn't mean that I can't have peace with God. Because real peace is walking with God in right relationship. And tonight, I'm, I want to pray just for a moment. I want to pray over the peace. I want God's peace to enter your world and enter your life and enter, enter your mind and your spirit tonight in the midst of the chaos or whatever's going on in your own life. So right now, if everybody would just bow your head, close your eyes, I'm not going to have anybody even raise your hand, come forward. None of that will take place. Here's all I'm going to do is I'm going to say a prayer. And in the middle of this prayer, I'm going to stop. And I want you to just under your own breath, just say a little prayer to the Lord. And here, I'm going to pray for you first. And then I'm going to let you pray on your own. But here's what I want. If you're in the middle of some chaos and some middle of some dysfunction, or you're in the middle of some other things, I want to say a prayer and a proclamation of peace over your life. Because we can have right relationship with God. All we have to do is ask for forgiveness of our sins. Repent of our sins. And go and sin no more. Walking with him in right relationship with opening our Bibles in the morning and praying and asking him to show us the way. But tonight, I want to ask the Holy Spirit to speak peace over your own life. And Father God, we come to you. We thank you for every activity, all the songs, all the, fun, all the humor, all the, the fun that we've had. I'm asking you, Father, right now, Lord, to, to just help us to put all that out of our mind just for a moment. And just to focus on the thing that matters the most. And that is that we would be in right relationship with you. And for every one of my friends that are here tonight, God, I ask you that you would minister by your spirit. And that you would speak and proclaim peace over their life tonight that they would experience you in your fullness the manifest presence of the Lord that they would experience you in your fullness tonight and that, that we would remember why we're celebrating that you came to this earth to live and to dwell among us in the middle of our chaos in the middle of our conflict and even the dysfunction I proclaim peace over every person here. I proclaim your peace.
over every life, over every storm, over every sickness, over every lonely person, over every person that is, that is, that is hurting tonight because of loss, because of sickness, because of maybe even in their own mind, maybe depression or anxiety. I speak peace over that in Jesus' name. Now, right where you are, you know whether you're walking with God and you know if you need to do some business with the Lord. Ask for forgiveness of your sins because tonight when you lay your head on your pillow, I'm gonna believe that you are going to have peace in the middle of whatever conflict you're still going through. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Just right now, right where you are, just all you, all you have to say is, hey God, it's me. Lord, I can't do this on my own. I want you to walk with me. I can't pray for you, but I kind of lead you a little bit. In the next 10 seconds, just have a little talk with Jesus. Father, I want to thank you for your presence that is here so divinely tonight in the midst of the conflict. I ask you, Father, that you would proclaim peace over our minds and our spirits, our families, our children. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Tonight can be different for every one of us. When you walk out of here, everything's not gonna be perfect. Everything wasn't perfect for Joseph and Mary that night. So why would we think that everything would be perfect with us? The only thing that makes things right is walking with the Lord. I encourage you to walk with him this week. Tonight, our guest services team are gonna be going and they're gonna be starting to light the candles in just one brief moment. But before they start lighting your candles, can we stand up across this place? For 30 years, we've had a wonderful, beautiful candle lighting service where we sing Silent Night. And tonight's gonna be no different. Here's what I want us to do. As our guest services team are preparing to do this, I want us to think about a dark room, how just one light can light up a dark room. And that since we are reconciled to Christ, that when we walk out into this dark world, that when we carry our light, when we are the city on the hill, that we are hope and we are proclaimers of peace to everybody who is living in darkness. So tonight, as we light our candles and sing this song, let's imagine ourselves walking out and being the hope of the world and the living representations of Jesus. Thanks again for listening today. If you want to know more about our church, find us on social media or visit harvesttime.net. See you next time.